Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to Season 5 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile brand podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkilstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about winning and retaining customers in technology and service-based businesses. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Solomon Zakhanov, founder and CEO of ShipX, a company that uses technology to facilitate seamless first, middle, and last mile delivery for retailers, third-party logistics providers, and other shippers. Solomon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Excited to be on. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. So why don't we start with you giving a little background on yourself and and what you're currently doing at ShipX. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm, I'm... Currently, I'm the founder of ShipX, founder and CEO. A little about myself. I've been in e-commerce logistics for about 10 years now. First started out just selling things online. I feel like like a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, going into an, an entrepreneurial journey. Uh, so just selling things online, via Amazon, eBay. Uh, and that's kind of how I got into learning more and more about logistics. Because as you as you know, when you buy something online, you got to fulfill it. You got to ship it. And that that is very integral to the customer experience. My foray into logistics specifically was when my brother, who was also in e-commerce, started shipping stuff for a friend of his, and, and he needed to fill up a warehouse, so I put some of my goods into that warehouse as well. And slowly but surely, we started filling up that warehouse with other people's goods, and it, it kind of was was around the, the e-commerce boom of like the Shopify e-commerces of the world, which enabled people to you know start a online business out of their garage. And that's kind of how I got into logistics because we started working with a lot of these smaller burgeoning startups, burgeoning e-commerce companies. We're working with dozens, literally hundreds, but by the time we ended up exiting the company a couple of years ago. And be- between that and the starting of ShipEx, I, I, I learned about last mile, on, more on the last mile side and the the final mile customer experience and, the last, and, and, and how to execute that by doing some consulting for a small, obscure little regional carrier in the Northeast here. And that's kind of how I got into Last Mile. And then the idea for ShipX came to be, which is to basically improve the customer experience, delivery experience by leveraging all the existing infrastructure in the United States that we have to execute the final mile better, faster, more visibility and for a better price. 
Great, great. Well, yeah. So let's let's talk about the the role that delivery and particularly that last mile delivery uh, that you mentioned plays in creating a better customer experience. So, what I wanted to do, um, I want to help the audience understand maybe those that are a little less familiar. If you could do do two things, I mean, one just kind of explain what. Uh, what we mean when we say last mile delivery, and then talk about you know, what are some of the challenges that can occur at um, during that last mile of the of the customer of the of the delivery process. Yeah, so you know, last mile delivery this essentially entails making bringing something from either a distribution center or store to someone's doorstep, and most of the time it's usually a residential address. So the uh, traditionally the, the biggest players in the space have been UPS and FedEx. Everybody's familiar with them. The post office actually makes more deliveries than anybody else in the United States. So the post office is also a very integral part of the delivery infrastructure in the United States of, of bringing parcels to people, to people's doorsteps. So the, the the last mile is is basically that last step in the customer getting the product from where they order something. So it's been reiterated time and time again of how best to do that, how best to execute it. You know, Amazon has really led the charge. Another company, obviously, that is you know, the pinnacle of, you know, customer experience, you know, bringing it faster to customers and bringing this whole shift around, you know, faster and faster delivery. There are a lot of challenges that can happen around the last mile, both on the warehousing side when an order is placed and on the delivery side, right? So usually a lot of companies these days on the warehousing side, they have you know, unique uh, packing requirements. They have a lot of SKUs across the warehouse. And that sometimes leads to things like mispicks or, uh, selling something they don't have in on the inventory, so that can obviously lead into a port last mile experience the warehousing side, and then ultimately when when we're bringing the package to the customer, we have weather, we have routing, we have routing, we have you know other requirements that maybe a customer that a shipper has, like for example, you know uh, someone who's receiving their package if it's a higher end package, they might want a signature confirmation and things like that. So making sure they get all of that while bringing the package in good condition, not broken, and a fast and fast and quick to the customer's doorstep, all of those things mixed together is essentially the last mile. Essentially, the experience of bringing it from that again distribution center or store to the doorstep. Great. So your your company ShipX was really created to help improve and and kind of mitigate some of these risks. What what is uh, what does your company do in order to either solve some of these challenges or, or make the make some of these challenges a little smoother for um, for those that are they're shipping one of the problems in the space our company started around the pandemic and one of the one of the problems in the space was always um, capacity issues that the carriers were having and essentially the carriers have a very fixed network so they have x amount of drivers to deliver x amount of packages and they typically are not very good at managing that capacity of drivers to packages. So operationally, a lot of times, especially during peak, when we started right the pandemic time where there was this massive e-commerce boom, a lot of these these more traditional UPS FedEx, they were failing around the, around executing these deliveries to the final mile to get these packages to the doorsteps that were also a lot of times very you know vital as people were, were not shopping as much in, in retail storefronts. Yeah. So the, the, that, so the idea essentially for ShipX came when the, uh, um, I saw the scene in the market to leverage some addition, some all these existing assets that are there. These smaller local couriers that don't do any e-commerce delivery 
and leverage them to be able to execute this final mile delivery, bringing these packages to the doorstep of the customers. So that that was a major problem that we solved back in the pandemic. And ultimately, a lot of other problems that we solve are lack of tra- lack of transparency around pricing, which leads to higher costs downstream to the consumer. So a lot of the national carriers, they have significant surcharges. For example, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an additional charge just to bring a package to a doorstep, to a residential doorstep, rather than a commercial address. And that alone could be $3, $4. So, the, you know, things like that, because of the lack of transparency, a lot of times that gets, those costs get passed down because of, because of the, 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 the high rate of free shipping across retail in general today. Yeah. So that was a that that's that's one problem that we solve, right? The, the simplified pricing, which provides transparency to the, the, the which provides a transparent pricing to the end consumer. Another thing is added visibility. One of the things that Amazon pioneered that we do is vi, uh, visual proof of delivery. So essentially, a photo at the doorstep. None of the national carriers, FedEx, UPS, post office, none of them do that. And generally speaking, additional, just a better tracking experience using better graphics, better visualization and map and, and a map to show exactly where the package is and transit to the customer. Upstream, we also provide our customers a dashboard where they can where they can see all a bird's eye view of all their packages uh, in one kind of view. So that's another thing that we provide for the shipper that ultimately leads to a better customer experience downstream. And um, just simplifying the the overall uh, process of bringing it to from you know from the orders to the doorstep. Um, faster, usually using less less stops along the way, which is more impactful to the environment, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Mixed with mixed with yeah. other other things that we do on the shipper side, then again provide a better experience downstream to the customer. Culminates in a better customer experience when they're receiving their package. Before we continue, let's take a quick break. If you're like many marketing leaders today, you're inundated with a need to improve the customer experience across an increasing number of channels and touch points, all while ensuring your team is performing well, innovating, and continuously improving. So how do you find the time to determine what's next for you, your team, your brand, and your customers? My company, GK5A, can help. Whether it is advisory services, evaluation of marketing technology platforms and solutions, or digital agencies and implementation partners, or assistance with creating strategic roadmaps and prioritization of efforts, we've done it all and served as an ally to Fortune 1000 brands and industries like financial services, healthcare, consumer electronics, professional services, and more. You can learn more about these services and contact us at www.gk5a. That's www.gk5a.com. Now let's get back to the show. So one other thing that um, I, as I was researching the show, um, ShipEx recently became the first uh, carbon neutral parcel delivery delivery carrier in the United States. Um, can you talk about the role that environmental responsibility plays in the res- uh, the relationship that you have with your customers? Yeah, so it was, it was really probably started the company was to figure out a way to leverage essentially a car that's already on a route you know, and then pile on packages onto that route so that they're able to deliver in the most efficient and most efficient, most, most environmentally friendly way. As we, as we grew, we looked into other ways of, of lowering our impact. And we did that, we did that in, in, in three ways. We did that via electric vehicles, incentives to our drivers and to our carrier partners to deliver with electric vehicles and carbon offsets. 
And it's very important from from our side to provide these types of solutions because ultimately the supply chain is one of the highest polluters usually, or uh, greenhouse gas greenhouse gas emitters for a retailer or anybody who's shipping product, the, uh, whether that's trucks, whether that's something on the ocean. So figuring out a way to to make that pr- process as environmentally friendly as possible. Obviously, it's not perfect, but to make it as environmentally friendly as possible using multiple steps along the way to do it and to consistently innovate is extremely important because ultimately we have to realize that we are, uh, the, the supply chain folks are usually, uh, in the supply chain side of, of a business is, is usually contributing to, the, to, the, to the, the majority or a very high minority of those greenhouse ga- gas emissions. And if, they could, if we can help lower it on that side, usually it makes a major impact because that's such a, just such, just such a high, such a big factor in the carbon carbon pollution that these retailers or you know other our other shipping products are putting out there yeah yeah what do you think the the role of sustainability in general is um you know plays with your your brand's reputation and you know is does this help you with with marketing as well or is do you think it's something that attracts new customers to you as well yeah i think for us what was important when we started wanting to do this was not to make it a gimmick was to make it something yeah. real, actionable, tangible. So there's a lot of companies that they, they use this type of stuff more just purely for marketing. And although there are benefits, obviously, you know, it's it's a great thing to say and it's 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 good to put on marketing material. Ultimately, I feel like if you're not doing something where it's uh real and it's tangible, it'll come across that way in marketing as well. And the customers won't or the shippers that we, we try to target won't be able to relate. To all yeah. the all the all the thought and all the all the processes we put in place, right, to make it sustainable. So what I would say is, it, what I would say to to anybody looking to figure out a way to make their operations more sustainable, whether they want to do it purely for marketing reasons or because generally they think that um, it, it'll it'll help, it'll be a positive impact on their industry, on their vertical, and on the service that they provide their customers. Then you know, just make it real. You know, make it real, make it tangible, make it make it something quantifiable. One of the things we do is we send a monthly report to our customers of all the greenhouse gas they've saved by shipping with us comparatively to similarly with a current provider they might have been using. And those are the type of things that customers, customers I think, want. They want to see the thought, the thought being put into it. They want to see what exactly it is that they're saving, uh, right? It's not just a marketing tool. Yeah. Uh, same way how if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if your services are, are commoditized and you're saving company money, then you would want to quantify that somehow, right? In data to show, hey, look, we just saved you 10 grand this month. Similarly, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I feel I feel like in marketing, it's very important to quantify what that what that is because that's the only way a customer is really going to be able to grasp it and is going to really be able to uh, use it as a internal winner when the next time it comes up to pick vendors again are like, oh, wow, but these guys saved us X amount of carbon emissions this year. I think that that's very valuable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Solomon, thanks so much for joining. One last question before we wrap up here. So, you know, you've talked a, a bit about what your company does. And for those listening and know that they need to improve their, the particularly the last mile component of their, their customer experience, what, what advice would you have to them? What should, where should they start? Yeah, so first I would, I would look into, uh, I would look into just what their current carrier portfolio I call it looks like, right? So are they using just the nationals? Are they using a mix? Are they using a lot of postal? 
usually for smaller shippers, postal tends to be the, the easiest route to start. So it kind of depends on what kind of company I'm talking to. So if I see a company that's that's really small um, and they're using a lot of postal, that's great. It's a great way to start because the post office obviously has a national network. We also have a national network. There are zip codes we don't cover. So our customers that use us will still use some form of a national carrier and we promote that. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a good place to start. Uh, but ultimately, you do want to diversify as if you would in any business, right? You don't want to have just one vendor to rely on. So I, I would say if you're using one vendor, look into the, the other, the, the, you know, the private national carriers that are out there, right? UPS, FedEx. And then as your volume grows, um, and it doesn't have to be, a, a, a you know, you don't have to be another Macy's shipping that kind of volume. But if, even if even if you're, you know, just a growing business, it, it, it's worth to explore the other alternative options out there on the market because you not only do you diversify and you're able to usually have cost savings, but typically you're able to provide a better customer experience that's faster, more nimble. We have to also remember, you know, that UPS and FedEx for 40 years were a mainly a commercial delivery company, right? They were d- delivering mainly to commercial addresses. That's what their b- businesses were built on. Their infrastructure is built around that. Similarly with the post office as well, uh, unlike the post office rather where the post office was, is, is really was meant to build meant for residential deliveries, right? If you could think of the vast majority of the, the stuff they deliver historically has been mail product and still even to this day, it's all mail product. But when you look into alternative options, typically is they, they were started as a more residential delivery. So there's more specialized like us in delivering to residential addresses, res- doorsteps and things of that nature. Yeah. So it's it's all about it's all about diversification of, of your vendors, which you should be doing across, right? Um, in general, yeah. and then le- leveraging leveraging all the different options that are out there because a lot of them are better customer experiences, right? So that's the idea. Is it's a mix yeah. of both price, customer experience, uh, diversification, and there are so many good tools that are out there today that allow you to uh, very easily diversify your carrier mix that did not exist before like ship station, right? Where you can just lot, make an account for 10 bucks and you have access to all these carriers right away. So, you know, things of that and things of that nature make it super easy. So that's something to explore. And if you're obviously a mid-sized company and a larger company, you should definitely be diversifying for same reasons. And also because it's probably a lot easier for you to work with companies like us um, who might have a minimum pickup amount. Great, great. Well, wonderful. Again, I'd like to thank Solomon Zakhanov, founder and CEO of ShipX, for joining the show. You can learn more about Solomon and ShipX by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website, or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile. C.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.